Are you ready to take your real estate investing business to the next level? Well, you're in the right place. This is the Real Estate Investing Morning Show. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. With your mentors, Wayne and Gabby. Good morning and welcome to the Real Estate Investing Morning Show. Today is Wednesday, November 23rd, 2022. The weather today will be a high of 2 degrees in Edmonton, 1 degree in Saskatoon, and 7 degrees in Toronto. Yeehaw! Good morning, everybody. We are broadcasting live as we do every morning, Monday through Friday at 6 a.m. Mountain Time on the Podbean app. Go download the Podbean app, search up the Real Estate Investing Morning Show, and join us live. It's fun. What are you guys doing? I'm trying to run a live show here. I swear this new puppy is making this whole live broadcast thing very difficult. Ah, we're good. We're good. We're good. Yeah. A big happy good morning to everybody here in the chat that is watching live with us. El Ray, Eric, Amanda, Nathan. Varsh is here. Good morning, Varsh. Has Varsh been gone for a while? I don't know. I haven't seen Varsh very much. He's been snoozing. He's been hitting (laughs) that snooze button. Carlos Santos is in the house. Denis, Kyle, David, Ryan. Joey. Has Joey been hitting this news button too? <laughs> I don't know. Some mornings he's here, some mornings he's not. And when he does come in, he slips in the back of the room. <laughs> Matt Ledger's here as well. Leisure. God dang it. <laughs> Leisure. Why is that so hard for me to pronounce his last name correctly? Courtney's here as well. Courtney and Denise like to do the uh, listen to the morning show in different rooms thing. Yeah. <laughs> Or they do it in front of each other, and it's just it's a really fun, cool thing that they like to do. I don't know. One of these days, I want to have both of them call in. <laughs> At the same time? At the same time. From their separate devices? Don't ask me why. Yeah, it's weird. Josh is here as well. Good morning. We're rushing to Josh. Good morning. All righty. Cool. Um, no upcoming events, really. Well, we do have an upcoming event, but it's exclusive to the, the REI Master's Mentorship Program, so you can't come. Sucks to suck. <laughs> You've always wanted to say that, eh? <laughs> Sucks to suck. But I couldn't straight face. It does come across a little. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Sucks to suck. <laughs> if you do want to be a part of it, there's a uh, Building Your Roadmap workshop we're going to be doing on December 10th um, with the REM Masters. Um, if you've been on the fence about joining, that might be a really good time to do it because that, that workshop right there is pretty much the Building Your Roadmap portion is it's pretty much like the foundation of the whole master's mentorship program is about coming up with how to go about doing it we don't push any particular strategy we teach all strategies um there's courses for all strategies so whatever it is that you decide to do you know is dependent on you and, and your unique um life your unique goals so we're going to be spending a whole full day working on building your roadmap because it's kind of hard to do on your own, eh? 
Absolutely. It's kind of hard, like, and, and, and full transparency, like, you know, for any of the masters that are listening this morning, I know, you know, you guys should be honest, put your hand up if you're struggling with it. It's very, <laughs> I don't know what happened there. I just like, it's very difficult. And especially if you don't have um, the, the kind of like background knowledge of how to get there and like really like how to put it in place. And I think that it's easier when you have like a group discussing what their roadmaps will look like because it helps to give you like that kind of like momentum to, mm -hmm. um, yeah, start thinking bigger than next year. Especially if you're like, and, and a lot of people are like, oh, I'm still brand new. So like, I don't know if it's possible. So I, I maybe I'll just wait till I get a little more experience. Well, no, I mean, like, it's actually better that you it's start from time. scratch yeah. because when you, it, the hard thing is trying to build a roadmap when you've already had, you have a bunch of other commitments and properties and like things in place. Like, well, I'd love to do that, but I can't because I have to take care of this over here. Mm -hmm. Or I already put all my money into this thing and it's locked up for the next seven years. You can kind of see that like, you know, if you, if you already created the first stop on your roadmap and now you're trying to build a roadmap based off of the decisions you already made, it's actually really hard. Yeah. And when I, when I speak to someone and I advise them and say, Hey, what if you sold those properties? Oh my God. Well, you don't understand. Those were a really great deal. And I'm going to make lots of money off it. But I that I'll say, like, how does it support you getting towards your goals? The hardest decisions that you have to, some of the hardest decisions you have to make are realize that you made a mistake or you made a decision in the past that wasn't the best decision to get you towards your goals and that you need to cut it out or sell it at either a break even or a loss in order to get further ahead. Mm -hmm. It's hard. It's yeah. very hard. And something else that people struggle with getting started is not knowing what direction to go. So they're like, oh, long-term rental. Oh, but I don't have money agreement for sale. Oh, but this, oh, maybe um, short-term rental. And that it's really cool. hard to focus and to figure out what's the best for you. So if you actually sit down and get that first stop on the roadmap, it's way easier to stay focused. Mm -hmm. You're like, this is what I know I need to do. So screw off everything else, yeah. everyone else coming at me. <laughs> and this is what I'm heading for. This is what I need right now. So, yeah. yeah, we used to we used to spend weekends, full weekends working on this. Yeah. Um, and to be honest, if, if, if you ask, if you ask my advice, I would honestly go take a weekend away with your spouse or your partner, or just with yourself. And just go work on it on your own. You you like the distractions of life are what get in the way. Mm -hmm. Cody's here in the comments. He said, Yep, I'm struggling. Francis is here. She's like, Yep, I'm struggling. <laughs> um, it's it's com sorry, I just saw a comment. It's completely, it's completely normal, you know, just to have life get in the way, work, job. And then like it's not a matter of time, it's just a matter of energy, bandwidth. Yeah. You know what I mean? At the end of a long day, at the end of a long week to spend the weekend working on it, you know, while you're at home, but you're going out with your friends, you know, this afternoon, or you're going to have lunch with your mom on Sunday. But when I come back from lunch with mom, I'll work on it. No, like you have to be a hundred percent immersed in it. So anyways, we're going to be doing a full workshop on that exclusive to the master's mentorship program. If you guys are on the fence, that's a tremendous time to be joining. <laughs> no kidding. What a um, way to get in. Yeah. All of the people who, um, just joined with the promotion like mm -hmm. they they got primo access in <laughs> yeah i sent them some um 
um, some pre-work um, assignments, uh, assignments, but like some stuff to work on yeah. before the 10th. So that way they're all ready and they're all caught up. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, they're already getting to start working on it. So that's good. Um, Matt Otway, keep it PG, buddy, in the comments. <laughs> Distracted me. Uh, Matt bought an apartment building yesterday in Lacombe. Yeah, I followed your shit yesterday. (laughs) Yeah, he made me, he clickbaited me and made me watch. He's like, ah, you better watch my content tomorrow. I'm like, fine. (laughs) (laughs) If I must. So I got to the bottom of it. He bought a 12-unit building in Lacombe, and I happened to like Lacombe. I don't invest in Lacombe because I don't know much about Lacombe, but I sure would love to live there when I'm 80. That is a cute little town. Really? You didn't know that about me? (laughs) Well, I mean, is that on your roadmap? No. (laughs) Because I was not involved in the decision making of where you're going to live when you're 80. I'd love to. I think it just Where exactly is Lacombe? I think I'm confusing it. Mm. South? Like it's in between like us and like Red Deer, right? Yeah. Like just a little bit south. 45 minutes. Cool, cool. Ish. <clears throat> Somebody want to run that Google map for me? <laughs> yeah, it's about 45. It's just a cute little town. It's, it's like the houses are all like really, you know, um, cute. It's not a Wayne thing to say. Um, <laughs> no, it's just, it's, it's like you go there and you're like, oh, wow, this is like a cute little Alberta town. Okay. Just south of Red Deer. That says. What? Just south of Red Deer. Am I mixing it up with another town? Are you thinking like Pinocchio? Because Pinocchio is no. pretty cute. I just drove into it like in the summer. Pinocchio is cute, but it's not. Son of a gun. Am I mixing Lacombe up with another city? <laughs> oh, this is. Oh, he said north. North. Just north. Okay. Yeah. It's, okay. Then it's definitely <laughs> Lacombe. It's, it's, there's like Lacombe, Pinocchio, Red Deer. Okay. And it's Lacombe. I think Pinocchio's first, then Lacombe, then Red Deer. Sure. Sounds legit. <laughs> anyways how are you guys doing today this morning um we have a special guest today not 100 percent sure whether he's here or not um randall weiss oh yes he is randall weiss coo of dci properties is here today um to have a little chat with us we're gonna get him on here in just a second um yes matt i did tune in it is a great little town thanks for following the clickbait my dude he says um that's awesome. And congratulations to Matt. That's that's fantastic. Mm-hmm. He's very he's very quiet about that. I sat in a bus with him. And he didn't say he didn't she. say a word. It's a big accomplishment. Um he's doing some renovations down there. So that's great. Uh let's uh let's get our guest on. Mister. Randois. Hello everyone. Good morning. Good morning. Morning. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Mostly because it's two hours later than where it is from you guys right now, because <laughs> I'm in Ontario. <laughs> well, uh, uh, you're well. You're probably an hour or two away from Toronto, right? That's correct. Coming to so, live from London, Ontario this morning. Yes. And how's the weather there? <laughs> Warm. <laughs> probably a bit warmer where it is, uh, where you guys are. But I still see some snow on the rooftops of all my neighbors' houses. So we got some okay. snow a few days ago, that cold streak that you guys had last week. 
it made its way here and we still have the remnants on the ground. So <laughs> maybe we'll add, uh, maybe we'll add London, uh, London weather to our weather in the morning. Um, I just heard Everly say seven degrees in Toronto today. So I take that any day. This year says it's warm in Brampton. <laughs> nice. Awesome. Yeah. Right on buddy. So, uh, wh what are we talking about today? I mean, I, you and I kind of discussed it. Um, I thought maybe it'd be good to talk about like, you know, like the process for, you know, looking at off market deals and, and some of the, you know, some of the parts of that, um, you know, one, one question that I got recently and <clears throat> I answered it briefly, you know, through one of my, um, uh, mentees, they were asking about, uh, deposits with off market properties. And well, actually, it was it, it was actually I believe it was DCI specifically um, mm -hmm. how the deposits work, and um, he was also asking about a, uh, conditions and inspections and stuff like that. So you know, why don't we kind of start with that? Like, um, how do deposits work with like off markets or or maybe with DCI specifically? Yeah, for sure, it's a great question, um, a question that we get frequently. And regardless of what we say back to the potential buyer, they still want to negotiate a little bit with us, yeah. which, which is fair. Um, you know, we have kind of a standard rule of thumb, 10K, 15K, if it's a larger assignment, we might go a little bit more uh, to protect ourselves. Or if it's a long closing, we'll go a little bit more to protect ourselves. Um, but you know, if somebody's bought multiple properties from us before, it's a really quick closing, a small assignment fee. There are cases where we might accept a little bit less. I think that's why it's important to reach out to Adam on the DCI team, you know, talk to him, tell him your situation, uh, you know, explain to him. We typically ask all the buyers how they're closing. Are they closing with a combination of cash and private money? Is it all cash? Um, you know, what are they, what are they looking to do to finance the property? I would say there's a big misconception out there of a lot of people think that they can buy off market deals with a lenders. Um, there's very few, if any, that will do that. Um, they shy away from the assignment fee and even if they do do it, they'll make you pay the full assignment fee yourself as well. Right, right. Well, that's gosh, that's another rabbit hole we can go down. <laughs> exactly, exactly. We'll save that for another day because we could cover yeah. a, whole, a whole topic on that. But I think just even me saying assignment fees, probably when I think about all of the people on our list, some of them know that it's assignment fee coming in and they're kind of seasoned and savvy. And then our, our novice investors, they don't really understand the dynamics of an assignment sale. Right. They right. think it's they think it's similar to purchasing a home on MLS, meaning that, you know, they could have one, two walkthroughs, bring through a home inspector, you know, um, get financing from an A lender, negotiate closings and all of that stuff. I think it might be prudent for us to take a little bit of time and talk about, you know, what are the kind of ins and outs of an assignment sale? We, we wanted to talk about today the how quickly somebody needs to act or mm -hmm. when they see it. And I think if they understood the assignment sale, they'd understand why they need to act quickly. It's a, it's a very delicate transaction. 
Yes. And things sure. need to be lined up very properly because, you know, it's not just the, t- you know, yourself and, and the, the one, the assignor or the, the wholesaler. It's, it's also, you know, probably um, a seller who is not as familiar with this whole process. So, you know, they're, they're fulfilling their obligations and the wholesalers fulfilling their obligations as well. Um, you just want to like, you don't want to like add too many different layers in there. Like, it, like it's not the same as a normal traditional buy. And if you start trying to add those traditional layers in there, then, you know, it could complicate things for the, for the seller, the, the original seller. Yeah, absolutely. We're able to get a select number of people through for a walkthrough, um, on the properties that we send out. But if you're interested in a property, you have to act quickly because Mm -hmm. we're looking to set up that walkthrough within a day or two after sending out the deal. Yeah. So, and, and we usually, if we get a lot of interest in a property, we're going to try and uh, weed through uh, the people interested to see who's really interested. Because a lot of the times, if it's a hot property, our seasoned investors will be prepared to submit an offer sight unseen because they know that the, at that price, regardless of what they're going to find in the home beyond the pictures or video walkthrough that we would have, that that project's still going to make sense for them. And mm-hmm. they're, com- they're comfortable with taking on a little bit more risk than maybe some of the novice investors. Now, teach, teach their own. I understand why they'd want the walkthrough, but you have to act quick. Often we get emails a week later after we send out a deal and it's already sold and somebody's asking for a walkthrough. Because they're still analyzing the numbers? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Um, I think last time I was on a couple of weeks ago, I, I told the audience, you know, we sold a deal in basically four minutes. Like we had to pump yeah. the brakes and give other people a time to come in. But the person that reached out to us four minutes after we sent it out, they were the eventual buyer of the property, right? So yeah. they know what they were looking for. They're ready to jump. And we slowed them down they did ended up paying the, the highest price for the property. We had other people interested, but same thing. A week later on that hot property, we have people emailing, hey, is this still available? It's, no, yeah. that's, it's, it's long gone. <laughs> this isn't Facebook Marketplace either. Yeah. <laughs> it, 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 we make jokes about it, but it's, 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 it's the truth. It's the real world. Like if you want to be the one who gets the deal, if you're asking the question, how do I get good deals? You got to be the person who moves the fastest. For sure. It's, it's, yeah. it's, it's really that simple. And if you are not the type of person and I do not, and personally, Randall, I don't recommend anyone writes unconditional sentencing offers. Mm-hmm. I don't, I, I just don't recommend it. And you yeah. know what? And, and I'd love for someone to prove me wrong. And like, cause I know that the people that can are next level. You know what I mean? They're the people mm-hmm. that have the money. If they make a mistake, they know there's enough of a buffer in there or a cushion that they can, you know, there's enough, there's an extra $20,000 there. Like that is allocated towards anything that I don't know about that I can't see a collapsed sewer line, whatever it may be. Yep. You know what it I mean? Won't, it won't ruin them or their partners. It won't ruin them. <laughs> yeah. But for the novice investor who has, you know, $150,000 of their mom's money and they're ready to buy their second or third property, I do not recommend it. I, per- mm-hmm. I, I don't, I don't want to see anyone get ruined. Yeah. But so, I mean, if you want the good deals, you got to be the, you got to be a player. You got to be a trigger puller. You got to be the person 
that can do, you know, that can that can be like that. Now, if you aren't, then the question is, how do you become it? You know what I mean? What what do I need to do in order to become that person? And that's something that I, you know, the novice investors need to work on. They need to hire a coach. They need to take a course. They need to do 10 more deals. You know what I mean? Maybe 10 more deals with less lesser margins until eventually you can graduate to the point where you can get the super awesome deals that, you know, Randall and, and Adam put up on, you know, in their email list. So you could be the guy that, or the girl that calls really quickly. Um, I, I guess I, I guess the reason why I'm saying that is just to, um, just to not promote people to make bad decisions. I think you guys need to figure out how to go about making those decisions quickly and not just impulsively take on deals because you're like, oh, if I don't, then somebody else is going to take it, right? <laughs> yeah, and I would say um, the sight unseen is much more popular in Ontario than it is in Alberta. So we're basically budgeting for whether it's an Edmonton deal or Calgary deal, we're budgeting to have a walkthrough but you still need to act quick and you mm -hmm. need, and you need to, if you come to 10 walkthroughs, cause you're the first person that replies. And every time you're like, Oh, I don't know. I've, you know, you're sitting on the fence and then the 11th time comes around and we have 25 people that want to see the property. It's going to be tough on our side to get you through again. Right? So pick yeah. and choose the properties that you really like act quickly and be serious about it, right? Like if it's in a neighborhood that you're targeting and you know a lot about, and that's where you want to buy, then, you know, be ready to pounce on those and jump on those. If it's a neighborhood that you know nothing about and a home style that you have know nothing about, then, and you want to go through the walkthrough just to see, that's probably not going to work for you to be able to do that on a ton of different properties with us. Right, right. Um, <laughs> you're right about the whole difference between, you know, East and West. Um, I think it's just because, you know, Ontario has been blessed with appreciation, like nonstop appreciation for a decade. And, you know, when, when it's constantly always going up, you kind of have that safety net of like, even if I buy wrong, or even if I don't see it, that house is going to go up and continue to go up in value. <laughs> right. And yeah. at the same, you know, for the last 10 years in Alberta, nothing's happened. The prices are the same. So, um, you know, it's not that we, I, I, I'd say, because I invest in Alberta, obviously. It's not that um, Alberta investors are scared. It's just that, you know, we don't have the, the benefit <laughs> yeah. of being able to hide behind that giant. No room net. for error. No room for error. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so you we, need to, like here, you need to know your numbers and you need to, like, keep them tight. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it takes an extra minute just to make sure that so we can't, you know, you can't find out that, you know, all of this stuff was missing or it was all, you know, um, plumbing needs to all be completely replaced or something like that. But like for me, like I would say that I'm one of those, you know, quote unquote trigger pullers, the person that knows what he wants. Um, and all I need is just one walkthrough with myself. I know exactly what I'm looking for and I can, I can do up a budget really quickly. I can ask, you know, while I'm driving there, I can call my realtor and just confirm comps. I go in there. Okay. What's it going to cost? Okay, cool. I can do it. I'll call back that just one look is all I need. So if you can get, you know, as an Alberta investor, you know, just if you can get one, if you know that if you can look at the pictures really quickly before you leave, call your realtor and get those comps really quickly just to confirm. And then all you need to do is just go in there and look at three or four things in the house just to confirm, you know, that I would say that would be very fast for, you know, an Alberta investor, for Ontario investors. Absolutely. You're going to need to be 
you're going to need to be quick. <laughs> you're going to need to be really quick in order to yeah, get and those. I, and it's a great point about the market and it has, the market has been crazy in Ontario for, for several years. I think now we're at that kind of stagnant or declining pace uh, mm-hmm. in, in Ontario now because of the rising interest rates and, and just kind of inventory levels on the market compared to what it was before. So we are seeing more walkthroughs in Ontario. Don't get me wrong. Um, I, I agree with you that a walkthrough is prudent. I think you just, there's a big difference for us because if you put yourself in the shoes of DCI, so we need somebody that is willing, basically has their finances in order, is ready to move forward, is familiar with the situation, knows that if they need a walkthrough, they're going to reply pretty quickly. Or if they don't need a walkthrough, they just basically email us a price that they'd be comfortable with on the property. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think there's that subset of people and we don't mind walkthroughs at all. Sometimes we have sight unseen offers and we still do a walkthrough to see, um, just to give people an opportunity to go through the property. And I think that's, that's more than fair. But when you, when you take a step back, it's, I guess what I'm saying is if you're not ready to pull the trigger on a walkthrough or not ready to pull the trigger on buying the deal, then you're going to be far behind the eight ball compared to the people that are basically waiting for a deal to hit their inbox every day. Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 and don't be, don't be, you know, sad about it or don't be like, Oh, I guess I'm never going to get a deal. Just keep working towards it every day. Just keep pushing the needle, you know, do a few more deals and get more comfortable with, um, you know, with renovations and the numbers. And, and I was thinking about it too. Like, even like a lot of the stuff that I'm looking for, I could get the answers from Adam or I could, mm-hmm. and in most cases, cause I've seen a lot of the, the deals that get put up by DCI. You guys put so many gosh darn pictures in there. It's ridiculous. <laughs> and it's like, oh my God, oh my God. I'm like, okay, there's another angle of the floor. There's another angle of the floor. But then again, it's like, okay, I don't need to really go because I can see, you know, every angle of the toilet. I'm like, okay, what kind of plumbing is it? I can see, mm-hmm. you know, um, the, the electrical panel five different ways. <laughs> and I get, like yeah. you can see everything. So a lot of the stuff, like I'm going in there to see, does the electrical panel need to be updated? How are the, how are the roof shingles? What's the plumbing type? What's the electrical type? Um, what's the age of the furnace? What's the age of the hot water tank? You know, and a lot of that stuff's put in the description. Um, the windows, they need to be replaced. Those types of things, the big ticket items. And then lastly, what's the exterior look like? How much, you know, that's a hidden cost in a lot of cases. Uh, I'm looking, I'm looking at the foundation walls for whichever ones are exposed. I want to walk around the exterior house and the interior, the uh, the interior basement of the house, just to kind of see, you know, do we have any serious, you know, foundation issues? Um, You know, that's, that's the majority of it. I can get a lot of that from pictures. Um, So, you know, if you can get good at recognizing those things, you know, you should like in, in a lot of cases, you should be able to do a sight unseen thing. Uh, I just wanted to add a story in because I thought it'd be funny. Um, the difference between Ontario and Alberta investors. Um, when it when things were hot here in the spring in Alberta and and into the summer, just a little bit, um, I had bought a property. Uh, we're just about finished this property in Millwoods. And um, right after I bought that property, I got the, you know, the the offer accepted. Another one, very similar layouts, um, popped up on the market just around the corner. I'm like, oh yes, let's go see it. It's around the same price, perfect. 
And I remember it was listed for around uh, 340, 350, $340, $350,000. And I knew the comps were like 590. I'm like, okay, I got myself a really good deal here. It's on MLS. I'm, I'm moving on this thing. And I remember, I think I put like two or $3,000 over asking and uh, unconditional and like a fast close. And I'm like, I got this. There's, there's no way anybody else is going to touch this. It was a foreclosure. Um, it wasn't a foreclosure. It was, it was, but it was like abandoned. And I'm like, I got this. And we found out that we lost to an offer that was, oh God, it was $45,000 over asking. Unconditional, sight unseen. And I found out later it was a Toronto investor. <laughs> it was like a pesky Toronto investor. So I'm like, is this guy stupid? And then it was right after that was when everything just like it peaked and then it just like started going down a little bit and then demand was down. And I'm like, oh, man. And every time I go drive down to my Millwoods fix and flip, I always go drive by the house. I'm like, I'm just like snickering because I know this person's screwed <laughs> and because like they, they bought for way too high, way too high. And um, and I drive by, drive by nothing, nothing, nothing. And it actually just went on the market recently and it looks so crappy. And like, I felt so bad for that person, but, uh, yeah, that's just, just a classic example of like the Ontario versus Alberta investor. Like, cause you know, they probably thought, oh, wow, this is a really great deal. The numbers work. I don't need to see it. And, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's interesting, but anyways. Yeah, totally. I think there's been a lot of playing the upside in Ontario for several years. Now I would say it's more of a level playing field. If you buy something, you can't bank on it appreciating at all. So you're just mm -hmm. really looking at your ARV in the current market. And if anything, maybe even to be conservative, you're looking at a, still more of a downtrend on the ARV moving forward, right? Mm -hmm. So there's, there's, And there's always still great opportunities, you know, from, from like DCI to, to focus on like, you know, some of the turnkey opportunities as well. Maybe it's just like a quick little lipstick renovation. And, you know, you got it for, you know, 10% or 5% lower than market value that's still an amazing deal and all you got to do is put a little bit of paint and a little bit of flooring in right and then you got a great rental property yeah we had a great one i can't remember the street we had a great one in edmonton um and it was a former hoarder house mm -hmm. and great bones though you looked at it from the outside it looked no different than all of the other homes in the subdivision it looked nice from the outside. There wasn't anything. You stepped on the inside and it was straight off a reality TV show. The amount of Was that the one with the place. diapers and like yeah. the uh, Oh my yeah, god, I wanted that, that. I wanted that house. <laughs> <laughs> but I, you and but everyone else a, wanted that well, house. Yeah. Oh my god, I wish I would have known you guys better cuz I would have called you directly. Give me that house. That was an amazing deal. <laughs> yeah. So some, so something like that at that price range, I can't remember all the numbers, but that's an example of something that you couldn't lose on that one way or the other. You couldn't lose on that unless the whole yeah. house was falling down and nobody knew about it. Um, you couldn't lose on that one. And there was a lot of interest on that. A lot of mm. interest. And if you, if you, if you understand the dynamics of an assignment sale, that person probably came to DCI because they did not want that home. They didn't want their neighbors knowing the state of that home. They didn't want pictures of that on MLS. They didn't want their friends, their family, who knows? They didn't want anybody to know that that was the inside of their house. So for yeah. them, if we, if we said, okay, we need to bring 
10 investor partners with us to a walkthrough and to go through your property, they might've just said, no, that's not happening. Right. I don't want, I don't want them through. I don't want anybody else through. Right. So sometimes we're left with little to no choice on, couldn't we even do a walkthrough? So sometimes, you know, I guess we've said, I'm probably conflicting myself here saying like walkthrough, no walkthrough. You're saying everyone, it's prudent to have a walkthrough. I guess what I want to be clear to everyone is reach out, talk to Adam if you're interested in the property and ask questions. Don't assume yeah. one way or the other. You don't know. Chances are, if you think it's a smoking hot deal, so does someone else, right? And that's okay if you want to walk through, but just, you got to reach out quick. You got to talk to Adam, build that relationship up with us, you know, be, be confident and clear on how you're going to close that property. Mm -hmm. well, Especially you, you if we've never heard from you before, right? If you're a first time buyer with us and you're like, yeah, I'm using, you know, TD to close this and we're explaining assignment sales and there's questions about the contract and you want a home inspection, it's going to be difficult. So ask those questions and get comfortable before, whether it's to us or to somebody like you guys, you know, join one of your, your classes and learn a little bit more and get a little bit more educated. Yeah. You, you nailed it right there with, like you said, um, building the relationship, like build a relationship with DCI or your, or your wholesaler. Because you want to be the type of person, you want to be the person that they call first, right? You want to be the person that DCI calls first. Like, hey, I got this amazing opportunity. You got to close on it because you're, you know what? Like, I, I assume that you guys don't, but maybe you do. Who knows? But like, you know, some wholesalers, they'll call me before they put a package together. They're like, yeah. I don't want to spend an afternoon putting all this stuff together and writing. Check out this stunning three bedroom. You know, sometimes it's just much easier to call the person who they know is going to close. And if you if they know that you're the type of person that buys those three bedroom bungalows all day, all night at underneath that price, then they're just going to call you because they know you're going to be like, yep, 100 percent. Send me the pictures. Okay, good. Thanks, man. Send over the assignment contract. It's mine. Or yeah. they say they say that and they're like, hey, man, can I just get in there for 10 minutes this afternoon? And you're like, yeah, sure. No problem. I'll call the buyer or I'll call the seller. Because it's just that you know there's going to just be one 10 minute viewing. You're not going to have to set up 10 viewings with 10 different people. Yeah, that's a great point, Wayne. And we do have a lot of people like that. We have buyers like that in Edmonton. We have buyers like that in Calgary. We have a lot of buyers like that in Ontario, uh, where we do. Sometimes deals are sold where they may not get sent out to the list because of the situation or timeline or, you know, it's, it's a very delicate situation uh, with the seller, very quick turnaround, whether it's closing um, a messy situation with a lot of different tenants in the property and like a multifamily or something like that. There's lots of reasons where we've um, reached out to our most, um, I, I don't know how to phrase it, but like VIP buyers for lack of a better phrase, people that yeah. we have built up relationships with us. And some of them, they don't necessarily have to have bought a ton of properties. Some of them are just really great at building up a relationship with Adam and explaining mm. like, Hey, I want to invest in this area. I'm open to any of these types of homes. And sometimes it's a symbiotic relationship where they help us, we help them, right? right. If we get a property and it's really, really close um, on timeline and we got to move it, we don't even have time to get it sent out to the list and they're able to help us there. Then the next time, if it's between them and somebody else's offer at the same price, we're going to give it to them hundred percent because they've built that relationship with us. Right. 
We didn't even get into paperwork and deposits and stuff today. Next but time. at least we, we at least we <laughs> saved a lot of stuff for next time. So it's something to tune in. Uh, a little cliffhanger for everybody for for two weeks from now. But um, Randleman, thanks so much for coming by and talking about all that stuff. I think that um, I was just watching the comments and um, it, I, I know this is valuable stuff because these are these are a lot of questions that I get on a regular basis from people just trying to be like, hey, man, how do I get the deal? Why am like, why is everybody else getting it? Why does it feel like, you know, uh, whenever I, I ask for a deal, it's already gone. Well, you know, these are now you get to see it from the other side of the uh, the table, you know, from the from the companies that have the deals. If you want to be the type of person that gets it, you got to be the one that moves quickly. You got to be confident and you got to be able to run your numbers very quickly. So um, but again, thank you so much, Randall. Um, I guess we'll see you again in two weeks. We got a we got a deal of the week coming in tomorrow uh, on Thursday. that I think everybody's looking forward to as well. Yep, hundred percent. Thanks for having me. Looking forward to being back in a couple of weeks and uh yeah, I guess just my closing comments would be if you have time and if you have other questions, don't wait for next don't wait for the next time that I'm on in two weeks. Reach out to Adam, ask your question. You know, he'd be more than happy to answer your question if you got a simple question that's gonna make you more comfortable and more apt to move on a deal that you like when you see it come out. Okay, thanks again, man. Appreciate it. Have a great day. Have a great day, everyone. Take care. Did you enjoy that, Gabby? I did. Yeah, sorry, I kept cutting you off. Gabby put her hand up. She's like, I have something to say. And I'm like, oh, sorry. Like three times. Well, it's just out of the corner of my <laughs> eye. I'm looking at my screen. I'm like, I can't see. I'm sorry. What do you, Such what, okay. a mic hog. Such a mic hog. Mm. It's okay. Well, the mic is yours for the next uh, 23 <laughs> minutes. I don't I, have anything relevant anymore. <laughs> I um I wanted to tell a story actually. Car- yeah, thanks, Carlos. Gabby is once again being oppressed. Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, I am half of this show, Wayne. <sighs> I'm just I'm just joking. You know what's interesting? I'm just what's I'm, interesting. I'm just going to take this a direction. You, well, you said I, I get I, the last twenty three minutes. I right? did have something relevant to all that stuff we talked about. But okay, if you'd like ahead. to talk about something, oh that's no, interesting. no, by all means, go ahead. <clears throat> This is the Wayne show. <laughs> this is the Wayne show. <laughs> Hashtag free Gabby. <laughs> Help. <laughs> when we are talking about moving quickly uh, with deals with wholesalers, and uh, I, it reminded me of Corinthia. Mm-hmm because we haven't talked about that in a while. It's been, it's been, it's been a minute or a month or, or nine. Um, but earlier this year, for those of you guys that, that weren't around, that didn't hear that story um, of the 24 hour close. That was, uh, was it 24 hours? It was, no, it was less. It was, it was less. Uh, 15 to possession. Yeah, it was, but I mean, the, the, the 24 hour close just has a really nice ring to it, I guess. Um, but it was, it was shorter. Um, we had a wholesaler. Well, I guess I missed the wholesale deal. I missed the wholesale deal. And then it somehow got to um, our realtor because it was like, it was getting in the 11th hour or the, the 15th, uh, well, whatever you call it. Um, <laughs> it was, it was, it was almost to the point where it couldn't be done anymore. 
And um, I think the wholesaler just reached out to a couple of realtors and saying, hey, do you have any buyers? So our realtor um, put it on his email list. And I don't know, like I, if I recall, I was sitting on the couch or something like that. And like, I wasn't really, uh, we, Gabby and I were talking about something. I don't know, we we're trying to solve some problem. And um, I saw it and I looked at it. I'm like, oh, wow, I recognize this house. And I recognized it because it was, um, it was right around the corner from our daughter's best friends. And we'd driven by it, a, 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 you know, I don't know, dozens of times. And so when you see it and you're like, oh, okay, cool. And then I see the street and I'm like, oh yeah, it's definitely that house. And um, like, oh, that's kind of cool. I'm kind of thinking in our heads, wouldn't it be great just to have like a, a flip right around the corner from us instead of having to drive to St. Albert and Edmonton and Shore Park. Um, it'd be nice just to have one in town. And um, I ran the numbers really quickly and I'm like, this kind of makes sense. And I didn't, I didn't know, I don't know the comps very well for like that type of, you know, flip um, in that neighborhood because it just wasn't in my normal, you know, search. And uh, so I reached out to my realtor and I asked about it and he, you know, the comps that he put in there, he's like, yeah, here's, here it is right here. And it just, I'm like, okay, there's a, there's a good spread here. There's an opportunity to make some money. And at that time as well, it, things were hot. There wasn't, there was the whole multiple offer thing going on and Leduc was starting to heat up as well quite a bit. And I'm like, okay, I want to hop on this opportunity. And so when I called them and they found out, they said, well, here's the catch. You have to buy it by four o'clock. Oh, sorry. What was it by three o'clock or four o'clock? It has to be purchased and done by four o'clock tomorrow. And this is like 11 o'clock in the morning the day before. And I'm like, okay, well, like, how do I go about doing this? And he goes, well, let me just call the other person and see if we can get this all figured out. I'm like, dude, I live like four minutes away. All you got to do is just like meet me there or have someone unlock the door and I'll go and check it out and I'll have an answer for you in like, like half an hour. And he's like, okay, okay. And then it was like 11, 12, three o'clock, four o'clock. And I'm like, what that, like, I, <laughs> I've got a little over 24 hours to get this thing done. Like I need to see this place. Like, because he said like, there's no financing, nothing like you can't go. You have to pay cash. You have to pay cash. And he got back to me and he said, okay, I got, got you in. They unlocked the door. Um, just um, go in there and then uh, just close the door behind you. And then, you know, just leave it unlocked. I guess the seller was, was kind of there, but he was just going to go for a walk. He said, here's the deal. You got to buy all cash. Okay. There's like cash, cash, like not just like we buy houses for cash. No, like actually you have to bring like cash to your lawyer. I said, okay, that's fine. And he goes, and also you need, um, you need to get it to them by like tomorrow morning and it needs to be sent to their lawyer. Their lawyer needs to call their mortgage lenders to be like, Hey, I've got the money. Cause I guess it was like, that the, the five o'clock or four o'clock or whatever the next day was going to be when the mortgage, that was the deadline for the mortgage lender to foreclose on them. So they needed the cash in their hands. So we had to send the cash with no guarantee we are actually going to be purchasing it. There was no guarantee that it was actually going to happen because they had to be able to give the cash to them to say, hey, here's the money. Please don't foreclose on us. Just, you know, remove the caveat or remove the, the loan, the, the mortgage. And I'm like, okay, so I need to send the money over. I need to get it to them by tomorrow morning, first thing. 
they need my lawyer needs to get it all the way over to their lawyer their lawyer needs to call the mortgage lender and answer the phone and then get the money transferred over and if that's good and if they if the mortgage lender signs off on that they're not going to be foreclosing on it then once you have that signature you can send it back to our lawyer and we can actually complete the transaction so i said game on <laughs> i went and sell the property i drove down there it was an absolute disgusting mess you guys for any of you guys that have been following it was a catastrophe <laughs> meow <laughs> that's what you're bringing to the show today that's what you're bringing to the show today oh come on oh yeah oh come on <laughs> you guys want her to talk more I really like myself a lot. <laughs> I really do. Armando and Jessica just like just came in and they're like, what the heck is going on? <laughs> I woke up to this shit. Oh, look at all the support I have in the comments. Finally, a dad joke on the Real Estate Investor Dad <laughs> podcast. I do dad jokes. Not that good. Didn't I do like a rush joke yesterday? What's that, more that what's more Garrett dad? understood? What's more dad than Rush? <laughs> the thing is that's like that's like that's not that's not today's generation dad. That's like <laughs> yesterday's generation dad, but uh still I do rush jokes. Anyways. Uh went and saw that property. Um, I was able to figure it out within about 30 to 45 minutes. I had to walk through it. Was, it, was, it, was, it was an absolute disaster. I had to really just try and figure it all out. Um, I did a 45-minute walkthrough, called called the realtor back at about 4.45, 5 o'clock, something like that. So yes, we'll take it. I said, send me over the documents. He got me the documents a couple hours later. So it was like 7, 38 o'clock. We signed the documents for the offer. We sent it over to the other party. They signed at like... 11. 11 o'clock at night. Right? And then... During that time as well, we were able to get on the phone with our lawyer, our realtor, us, and our lawyer got on the phone and said, hey, is this possible? Like, could we, like, we, we can facilitate our end, but can you, can you make this happen? Can you close this quickly for us? He's like, yeah. I, 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 I mean, think so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'll make sure that my assistant is, my paralegal's in um, first thing in the morning tomorrow, a little bit early, and I'll make sure she receives it. So if you guys get those signatures, send it off to us. Um, and you know, I'll make sure she's in early and gets it processed and the, the ball rolling for you guys on the paperwork side. And then he said, here is the auto debit, um, uh, account number. He said, when you got the cash, um, we got your bank draft first thing in the morning, go over to our bank, deposit it directly into our account, the bank draft. And from there we'll have the funds and we'll get them transferred over right away. We'll have everything all ready for you. I said, okay, cool. My bank opens at nine. Your bank opens at 10. Works out great. You should have the money in your account by about 10.05. And he's like, okay, cool. So the next morning, we were able to do that. I got a call at like 12 o'clock, um, two hours later, after I dropped off the money in their account, and they said, it's good. It's all done. No, I think I got a call. It was 15 hours. So it was, from, was it 15 hours from Signature? How'd that all work out? I can't remember, but it was like sometime between. I think, I think was, from when you saw the house. I can't. I can't remember. Nah, it doesn't matter. Yeah. But it was like shortly after twelve o'clock. They said, "Yep, it's all good. Signatures are done, and title is transferred." It was like it was fast. Yeah. Really fast. But you know, there's just another great example of like 
being a trigger puller. You know what I mean? That's that's not to brag. I mean, it is a slight brag. That was a world record. That was an absolute world record. Like everybody did their part. It was seamless. Um, there was a couple. Um, there were a couple caveats that kind of popped up. Um, uh, that we that we were worried about. There was uh, there was a lien on the property, um, an un what would you call it? Not an unjustified, but um, there was a there was a lien on the property, a builder's lien, but it had nothing to do with that property. So we had to make the call of whether to move forward with it or not. He said that it's not registered. It's not a valid valid. It's not a valid um, uh, lien. However, it is here, and they may come after you for it. I'm like, okay, let's just go with it. Um, so they ended up t- transferring title regardless of that because land titles was all backed up. Bit of a sorry, bit of a complicated story, but um, there was some hiccups in between. But otherwise, it was a pretty seamless transaction. Um, so so things can be done, and amazing deals can be found if you got all your ducks in a row. If you have money, if you have you know the ability to analyze a deal very quickly, right? I looked at that deal while I was laying on the couch talking with Gabby. And I'm like, okay, this is a deal. All I need to do is just go and see it really quickly. And it took me a little bit longer than usual because it was a little complicated. But And then, uh, so we got word at like the afternoon of the day. Uh, sorry, that, that like we got word that we got it. And then we were busy doing something that day. So, and I, I believe the guy needed some time to, to move his stuff out as well. So he said he was going to be out that night and that we could get the key. I can meet the seller with the key at like 9 a.m. the next day. And um, we showed up at 9 a.m. the next day and the guy was still there. He was smoking in the chair. In the middle of the living room. He was supposed to be out. Like the key was in the mailbox. We unlocked the door and he's like, come on in. You guys, I didn't even have time to get insurance in place. So when we walked in that morning and he was sitting in the middle of the living room with his cigarette hanging over the chair. I was freaking out, freaking out. I'm like he's going to burn this place down. <laughs> yeah, there's there's many more stories with that uh, with that property, obviously. But that was that's one of my favorites. Um, it just it, again, it just goes to show that if 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 you get yourself to that point, that's that's when you get the really good deals. That's why you know the big players they always get the best deals, just because they're the first ones to get called, and they're also the fastest to act. Mm-hmm. And if you're not quite there yet, that's totally fine. Just don't spend years trying to find the unicorn perfect deal when honestly, you're probably not going to get them. That's the truth. So you're going to have to do some lesser deals in the beginning just to kind of get your feet wet, right? But when you build up the confidence to be able to, to, to act quickly and to analyze deals quickly, then you'll be able to get the good deals. I just don't want that to be like the the impedance. I don't want that to be the roadblock for you um, that's preventing you from buying your first. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Well, Wayne got that amazing deal. Well, yeah, but I'm I'm further on down my roadmap than you, right? And I'm able to do that. I have resources. I have more knowledge than you. If you want to get to a point where you have more resources and more knowledge, then what you need to do is you need to tap into coaching and mentorship. Right. If you if you want to if you want to fast track it, that's the only way to fast track it. The alternative, if you want to wait about 10, 15, 20 years, I'm sure that they will invent 
they'll get a better understanding of the brain and they're going to invent um, new technology where we can take a thumb drive and download all of the information from my brain and put it into your brain. And then you could be, you know, you can know what I know and you can have the confidence that I have. Maybe one day, if you want to wait 20 years or someone else, fill in the blank of someone else that you want to download. Like, but until that day, you're going to need to experience things. You're going to have to spend 10 years of investing, 10 years of mistakes, 10 years worth of courses, 10 years worth of, you know, investing into yourself and reading and podcasts and that kind of stuff. And then you can get to that point. The only other way to fast track that is to is to start surrounding yourself with people who do know how to do it. So you can hopefully get those questions answered faster than trying to download them, um, download some blog and reading it this afternoon or listening to some YouTube you know, video or something like that. Mm -hmm. I'm just trying to give you guys honest feedback and advice, because if you can get to that point sooner, then you can start getting these deals faster and start making more money faster and doing more projects at the same time, which is going to fast track you. You could do it the slow, cheap way, or you can do it the fast way, but it's just going to cost a little bit of extra money. But you know that the returns that you're going to get by fast tracking are going to be so significantly higher than the cost of the education or the mentorship. Just facts here. Go take whatever mentorship program you want. I don't care, but I'm just trying to give everyone solid, unbiased advice. Yeah. <sighs> Are people still talking about you in the in the comments? What can I say? Matt wants to know how we got the guy out of the chair. <laughs> um. Uh, he he yeah. I think he just. I think he thought that he had more time. There was just some. There was some miscommunication. I think. I yeah. think he. I think he thought that because we we said we need everything out by nine a.m. because we're going to be starting. Yeah, we have our crew lined up. And um, we had the crew lined up to, to start demoing. He's sitting there. He's like, yeah, my, my daughter's going to be here in half an hour. I'm like, okay, but like, we're ready to start tearing all this shit down. He's like, oh, well, you know, if you can just wait until about 12 o'clock, we'll be done. So now we're like, we're sitting around for three hours. Uh, he's like, well, you guys can get started. And uh, he's like, I just got to find the cats. So there was there was cats around the house that he needed to find who apparently were very good at hiding, which is another story. Um, and we're like, no, we are not tearing down walls and then finding out that there's a cat inside it or there's a cat that's underneath the wall that, you know what I mean? Like we're going to swing a hammer and and hit a cat by accident. We don't want that in the conscience. So we said, no, just be out by 12 o'clock. So he ended up being out by 12 o'clock, but he left a bunch of stuff behind. But it is what it is. It was still a good deal. And as Josh said here in the comments, he basically hung around all weekend. And then, Is Josh here? Yeah. Oh, awesome. Yeah. And then he would come back like once a day to check to see if he could find the missing cat. Yeah. Yeah. By the time he did leave, he's like, okay, well, we're uh, we're all done here. We're just heading out. I found one of the cats, and but not the other one. I'm like, <laughs> so you're just leaving the other cat? <laughs> well, I just I can't find him. So, okay. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, uh, several weeks later, um, the cat had gotten into the air intake vent, um, like the big, the big hole in the wall for the vents because it was uncovered and he was living in the ducts for a long time. Quack, quack. quack. And, um, 
eventually he unfortunately fell into the furnace. So through the ductwork, he fell down into the furnace and he's, he, like the cat actually was a, it ended up with that. It was a girl. We thought it was a, a boy cat Meow. this whole time, but um, she <laughs> was, okay. she was such a good hider that she didn't even meow while she was like stuck in there. Like she was stuck in the furnace and she wouldn't, she was so skittish and shy that she wouldn't even like meow for help. So our um, furnace and uh, duct cleaner finally found her in there, got her out and rushed her over to the vet. So, but was it months? It feels like weeks, but yeah, that was toward the end of the project because we were getting ready for the cleaning. Yeah, it was like cleaning. a month or two. Yeah, the cat's, cat was there the whole time. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Um, and yeah, unfortunately was likely in like liver failure and stuff. So it was really sad kind of ending to it. We don't know actually like what the end status was, but the, she was chipped. She got her owner called and picked her up and um, yeah, but we like to hope that she's, she's happy and healthy and hiding in some other furnace. Yeah. For ducks. No, no, not a, not in a furnace. No, I mean like hiding in, in, in another hiding. warm I don't know. house hiding in behind a some furniture fort. With food. Uh, so the, the kitty survived up until the point where we got her out of our house, but we don't know what happened to her after that. And I like to think of that as a happy show. ending. <laughs> it was a happy ending where it ended. Yeah. Um, yeah, it is lucky the cat survived. Um, well, Matt says uh, a cat in the wall has smell you'll never forget. That's what we were worried about because the cat kept coming out. It was coming out yeah. of the of the of the vent. Josh would send us pictures of like um, kitty paw prints on like the counters and the the stove because there's dust everywhere because they're renovating. So there'd be like a fresh layer of dust, and then in the morning there'd be like paw prints in it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then the cat kept going into the corner of the basement and and peeing. Yes. And we're like, oh, man, there's new carpet. There's new carpet. There's new carpet. I hope she just that's where the litter box was. And thankfully, that was an unfinished area at the at the time. We're like, if we finish this area, like I do not want cat pee and poo in the vents. Like we're just about done. We need to get this cat. We called the the city of Leduc, the sorry, the, um, the peace officer. And they were trying to set up a trap, a humane trap um, to, to get it. And then they couldn't and it wasn't working. And then that peace officer went on vacation and wouldn't leave the trap and it was just like we're like oh my god we need to figure this out quickly and um thankfully you know that didn't happen like there was no feces or anything like that so mm -hmm. and the smell was fine so yeah yeah it worked out but um sorry we really didn't want to go down that rabbit hole it was more so the point about what we were talking about today and that was you know taking action you know getting to a point where you can take action and get the best deals um you know, that was a deal that I, I'm sure lots of people asked about that deal and they saw that it was a really good deal and everybody wanted it. However, no one was able to do what we were able to do. Yeah. And Wayne, something that like when you brought that up to me, I was like, OK, well, first of all, you're insane, but sure, let's let's entertain this. Mm -hmm. And but my, I kept saying like, OK, like, yeah, we have the cash in the account. Yes, you can go see it. Like all of, all of that is fine. And you know, the deal appears as though it's going to work. But f uh, what what we know to be true is that lawyers need, you know, like they need two weeks. If you give them a week, they're unhappy and it's a rush and you're going to pay more, but they can make it happen. But 
12 hours? Like you're expecting a lawyer to get this done in 12 hours? Well, they need to pull all these documents. They need to do all these things. They like, weren't pulling it in 12 I just hours. don't think that the lawyer can do this. And that's what I said to you is like just this limiting belief mm -hmm. of that like we need to make sure that that somebody can actually facilitate this for us. Mm -hmm. Yes, we can show up with a briefcase full of cash and say, stop mortgage provider, we have your money. But that doesn't mean that like the paperwork and everything can be put through. Yeah. So we need to find that out. And that was, um, that was that just something that a lot of people would be like, oh, this isn't even possible. So, yeah. right? That was yeah. my belief. This is impossible. And it, I was trying to say it wasn't, it wasn't at, at the point that it actually came to, it wasn't actually 12 hours because we didn't actually go see the property until four, four thirty. Yeah. So they were already gone. And, you know, we'd talked to them hours previously, you know, in the afternoon before they left and he said, okay, I'll make sure that I have, um, uh, my paralegal there early in the morning ready. And if you guys can get that sent off, yeah. she will go through it first thing when she shows up at around six thirty. Yeah. Um, we got a text from her in the middle or an email from her show. in the middle of the morning show saying, got Hey it. guys, I'm on my way into the office. I'm on it right away. Got your stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and, and so they did it actually in five, five hours. hours. Yeah. Five hours. The morning of it was, I mean, they had the heads up the night before, but didn't get to the, the documents. They hadn't even talked to the other lawyer yet. Yeah. That's, you know what I mean? Like, it's not just like they needed to fill out a PDF or something like that. They had to contact the other lawyer. That lawyer needed to call the mortgage lender who was foreclosing. Like it's a lot of times it's not the lawyers that need to like move fast. It's the, it's the communication between the lawyers because they communicate like by, by email, which is so slow. You know, if the other lawyer's got a busy morning and they're like, oh, I don't got time for this stuff, or maybe, you know, they wait 20 minutes to respond or they have to make a phone call before they can respond, like an hour goes by between each comment. Yeah. A lot of this, like lawyer stuff takes weeks on, on like, you know, I'll, I'll email my lawyer back and be like, hey, what's going on? Oh, they haven't got back to me yet. I'll follow up with them this morning. That's the kind of stuff that we normally Days deal with. Days later, yeah. So like, to, to, like Gabby said, to think that it's possible for two lawyers to get their shit together not, I'm not saying that negatively, but like get all the ducks in a row in, in order in order to get something like that done. It's just I've never seen it happen before. So anyways, wrap it up, Gabby says. Um, there's been some good dad jokes today. David says more of a cat hole than a rabbit hole. <laughs> you like it. That's really good. Okay, guys. Um, wait, is today Wednesday? Yes, I wrote um, Tuesday on my paper for Everly. I write out like her little morning thing for the weather and stuff. Yeah. And I wrote that it was Tuesday, the 22nd. And she's like, Mom, does this, this is Tuesday? I'm like, yeah. She's like, but it's Wednesday. Was there a holiday this week? <laughs> no. <laughs> did, did I sleep through a day? No. <laughs> oh, like seriously. Yeah, it's Wednesday. It's the 23rd. Son of a gun. Yep. Okay, well. Tomorrow's Thursday. Oh. <sighs> This day is flying. This week is flying by. I think I need to go to Calgary on Friday. That's why I'm just like trying to get all my ducks in a row. Quack, quack. Yeah. All right. Cool. Peace uh, out. That's none of your beeswax. You guys have a great day. And uh, see you guys in the morning. Thanks for listening to the Real Estate Investing Morning Show. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Interested in being a guest on the show? 
send us an email to info at reimorningshow.com. 